Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. You know, we were talking about AFC West where we ranked everybody from the last episode we talked. I think, especially you, Alex, your stance on these Chiefs has really changed. Because Tyreek Hill. I did say, to interrupt you, I did say at the very end of that episode that I probably will rank the Chiefs at fourth. And that that did stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins. Um, can't remember exactly. I think it was five picks. Somewhere in that vicinity. So now, the Miami Dolphins. It was funny because he was debating between the dolphins and the jets like he wants money i mean we we all knew he wanted money right but the jets come on dude i'm with you i I mean i think he's from miami too or he's from florida down there so it seemed like a pretty cut and dry situation you know go to between miami and uh new york Mm, I don't know. Yeah, let's go to the Jets and lose. Eh. Yeah, or Miami where there's lots of temptations and the owner is paying hundreds of thousands of dollars per loss. So we'll see. That was the first thing I thought was his off the field record in regards to like just how he conducts himself and then moving that from Kansas City to Miami Beach, South Florida. That's just... That that is going to be the most interesting development development in all of this, I think. But it's thirty million a year, dude. Ooh. So his contract's one twenty million extension and average one thirty, uh, for thirty uh thirty million a year, seventy two point two guaranteed, bro. And wow. then what they what they had to give up was a twenty twenty two first round pick, twenty twenty two second rounder, twenty twenty two fourth rounder. So that's that's all this year. And then 2023 fourth and a 23 uh, sixth rounder. So, so a first rounder, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. Yep. I guess I'm not so pissed at Nick Casario anymore. I guess that's, that's not that bad. Not bad. And then if you in really, John. yeah. And then if you have faith in Patrick Mahomes that he's that guy, I mean, of, of course, it's a big loss that Tyreek, you know, it's gone. You know, he's he's always open, but. Maybe you could make it happen with somebody else. Hey. It's not a bad drive class for wide receivers either. So, oh, Chiefs just signed uh, Marquez Valdez Scantley. That's oh, no. <laughs> it's not a bad pickup. I mean, there's nobody in the league that can replace Tyreek. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. So, and there's nobody in this draft that can replace Tyreek, at least, and, you know, this year. So, and then I saw a stat on Twitter that officially, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are the fastest duo in NFL history. I think it's based off of their 40-yard dash times. Um, so, you got that going for you. Thing is, it's going to be interesting with Tua, those two. Um, I don't know if uh, what's-his-face is still uh, running back. What's his name? Well, I, um, um, I, you had him, him I think you year. had him on fantasy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had uh, him on fantasy. Gaskin. Gaskin, Gaskin, there we go. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. Um, they got that new 
head coach, offensive coordinator from the 49ers. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but at the same time, it's who knows? Is Tua finally going to take that big leap in his progression that we've been waiting for? Will he stay injury free? A lot of questions with that offense still, just that team in, as a whole. And then, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, when you look at the AFC East too, it's it's not like they're for sure first place after this 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 trade. You know, the Bills are still there, and the Patriots aren't no scrubs. I mean, the Bills, the Bills, <laughs> the Bills are still there, and I mean. I'm not going to they're competing for second place with the Patriots. We can say that I I would give them the edge to the Patriots just because of their weapons. Um, But like you said, first year new head coach, um, not a proven quarterback against, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport and a quarterback who performed above average last year, made it to the playoffs when nobody thought they would. They went on that incredible run midseason got blown out in the playoffs but we'll see man they're competing for second place now which is a big step for them yeah um i mean it's it's i don't know it's a wide receiver it's hard to tell you know sometimes these big wide receiver trades I feel like it's a 50 50 sometimes they pan out goes great you get that target sometimes you give up all that for nothing and it's just it just doesn't turn out the way you expect it to turn out. Um, but to a, I mean, it, the real topic of conversation here is how much pressure is on Tua this coming year. I mean, an unbelievable amount. They just geared up that whole offense for him, and we'll see what he can do. This is this is make or break your career at this point. What about uh the discussion of um. This is a trend, sorry, twice this offseason, just this offseason, where quarterbacks that got money, got paid, big bucks, lose their key targets, et cetera, et cetera. We got it with Aaron Rodgers getting that fat contract, but having no money left over to pay Devontae Adams, so they ship him. Patrick Mahomes, I know he signed a contract like two or three years ago. But I'm pretty sure those big, big numbers, yearly big numbers are starting, are probably starting to kick in now. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden they didn't have the money to pay Tyreek what he wanted to get paid. We've seen this with, with um, Russell, Russell Wilson, when he, with the Seahawks, when he first got his big contract, Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom, everybody is just, went away because they couldn't have enough. They didn't have enough money to pay everybody else. So that's, that's the crazy thing for me is that where do you find that balance where obviously the quarterback is the most important position on the field, on the football field. So how do you pay them? How do you get one? First of all, that is just absolutely top tier superstar status, but keep from paying them too much to where you got no, no room, no money left for the rest of the team. 
that's the that's the game of chess it is you know the nfl gm's job isn't it you know figuring mm-hmm. out i i remember hearing and you might you will have to fact check me on this but when uh patty mahomes signed that contract there was a discussion in the mainstream media that that was a team friendly a cap friendly signing and it's hard to believe at this point but i do remember those those conversations circling and we're now seeing the reality backlash of you know when you have a great quarterback it's is it more important at this point? Like th- this is another thing is, is Patrick Mahomes losing this weapon? This is a huge issue for him because he's never really been in a situation without a stud deep threat. And now we're kind of stuck here with no Tyreek. They still have Travis, but we talked about their defense. Their defense is sus and the running back game, the offensive. I mean, it's, it's all kind of, coming here and we're wondering like we were talking two years ago that the championship window for the chief was going to be a decade and now we're sitting here like and they're not going to get even third place in their division that's what it's looking like now yeah. there's still questions but is patrick mahomes that guy is another one it's a big this is a big test for Tua and patrick mahomes tyreek as well uh we get to see what both of them Patty and Tyreek are made up made of without each other. Um, one of the things is with Patrick Mahomes, he's always had a pretty, pretty solid stud offense to run along with him. Um, but I mean, if you look at the roster now, his targets, his weapons are kind of mid other than Travis Kelsey and Tyreek. Was it really Patrick Mahomes doing all this crazy Mahomes-like stuff? What made Tyreek the cheetah? Or does Tyreek actually have the skills to replicate that elsewhere? And um, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting, honestly. I, and I, by the way, two fans, I did not totally disregard the Juju acquisition, but we did. He's though. not. he's not cheetah i mean he he's not cheetah you know there's no replacement for that that's that's one that in the perfect example i was gonna draw the parallel to is julio jones julio jones was recently cut by the falcons and it was or the titans i'm sorry and it was kind of shocking because you go back what five years four or five years and he was one of the best receivers in football but when you move him away two or three years ago Two or three years ago. Okay, even better. It was just prior to the trade of the Titans when he got switched from a gunslinger and Matt Ryan, who is by no means a quote-unquote great quarterback in my eyes, but he's a gunslinger. He's a, he's an offensive threat in that way. Ryan Tannehill, offense is clearly more geared around under Mike Brabel, the defense in the running game with Derrick Henry. And we kind of saw, you know, A.J. Brown was already there and Julio Jones we thought would be a great addition. Kind of didn't pan out, and here we are three years after the trade or whatever it was, and he's cut. And we're sitting here like, oh, my God, like wherever he goes, I'm I'm going to sign him in the eighth or ninth round when it comes to fantasy. He only spent one year in Tennessee. You know what? Okay, well, he was injured. No, he spent he, – he must have spent two because he was injured the first one, if I was – no? Nope. Are you sure? This is his first and only year in Tennessee. Are you sure? Double check yes, that because I – Because my dumbass drafted him in fantasy thinking he was going to be a – great flex wide receiver and i was 
Dab. Was he injured? He, so he was with the Falcons in the 2020-2021 season, the COVID season. Yes. Check that because he he must have been injured or something. Because I I thought that trade went through. He he COVID. he missed a, he missed a few games that year, but not anything. Yeah, because it says over the last two years with the Falcons and Titans, he totaled 19 games. So he was injured for for the end part of the Falcons whenever he got transferred over. Okay. Well, then you're right. He he. This was his first year, so even more shocking, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. But he was on the sidelines for a majority of it, so I think you can probably point to that. Is it enough to get rid of, you know, like we were saying two, three years ago, the best receiver? Is it enough to push him off? I guess so. Maybe. I mean, there's got to be contractual things that we aren't seeing that might be coming up, and it just wasn't team-friendly or cap-friendly. This is kind of yeah. when we see those big shocks where it's like, really, you're letting him go? But then you mm-hmm. look at the numbers, you're like, okay, well, you got to make room for this guy coming up or you need the defense. Or... So that that makes sense. I'm just, again, shocked. We'll see where he ends up. I mean, Kansas City looks like a great spot now for Julio. <laughs> that, would be, that would be great for him. Jesus. But let me ask yeah. you this. With the, the, the topic that you brought up of the quarterback signing massive contracts, we look to somebody like Tom Brady who has consistently taken a pay cut and can clearly be – at any point in time in his career, the highest paid quarterback, if he wanted, but he never really was at least, I mean, look it up. When was the last time he was the highest paid quarterback? Whenever it was, the point still stands that he takes pay cuts regularly in order to keep that dynasty in new England going. And then now to bring back people this past year with Tampa Bay. So is it more the route of a quarterback to take pay cuts and bet that you're going to win championships um, or is it more the route to get in there? And I'm all for p- players getting money because when you sign up for a career like this and the average career span is just under two or three years, you know, get your money when you can. I'm all for it. But is that the is that the winning route? Is that the route to get to get you to more money and more success and more fame? Or the Tom Brady route? We'll never I mean, will we ever know? He's never been the highest paid quarterback. There you go. I think the most he's the uh, before you spit off the rest, Alejandro. I think the most he's ever gotten paid, like per year, is when he joined the Bucks. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was his highest contract. But uh, going back on the Mahomes deal, so it is kind of team friendly. So the first twenty twenty was two percent, two point seven percent of the cap, and then going from twenty twenty, like this, these are the percentages: twelve percent, fourteen point seven, eighteen point five, sixteen point three, sixteen, fifteen. And then compared to like uh, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun's like a quarter of the the cap for the for the Browns, dude. Wow. Yeah, they're taking a big swing on that. But David, what do you think the route is? If you let's say you're highly touted prospect going into the league and to play quarterback, are you give me my money, give me my money, the first opportunity you get, kind of like we're seeing with Kyler, or are you going the winning route, the Tom Brady route, and betting on yourself that you're going to have a long career? Uh. <sighs> I think it's personal preference. It, every person. I'm saying for you though, what would what, if you were drafted? Yeah, dude, it, that's that's a hard thing because right now, obviously, if you gave me a million dollars a year, that'll be that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just hard for me not being an athlete. Um, you know, these athletes they know their worth, and they're the ones that are putting in the work to be great go out there and play win games um 
it's just, like I said, it's just a, a personal thing, a personal preference. Um, I can't fault a Dak Prescott for going yeah, out there and exactly. trying to get his money and get paid and get set, get his family set and his generations, next five generations set up. You know, I can't blame him for that. At the same time, you know, I can't blame Tom Brady for taking pay cuts to, you know, have room for the rest of the team. But at the same time, you got to understand, Tom Brady's probably, he's married to probably one of the richest supermodels in the world. So it's just. Money's not really a thing for him. She's worth over 400 million. Wow. There you go. So he's not technically he's not the breadwinner so he's just everything he's bringing in is just extra on top of the what giselle's bringing in so that's why a per that's why i say it's circumstantial because he's able to do that because he's like my wife making all this money bro this is chump change bro let's win titles bro i don't have to worry about money but not everybody's in that situation not i mean russell wilson now maybe he has sierra so I don't know what she's doing right now, bringing in the money, but she's a name, so she got to be making some kind of millions of dollars. So I could see a situation in him, but you know, Kyler, Kyler probably doesn't have that same luxury, so he's trying to get paid, get what he's worth. Especially him being a small guy, small agile guy. You never know. You know, you got guys like RG three going out there busting their ass. And then they bang up their knee and ruin their career before they could get the big bucks. Um, it's just a common trend, not just in the NFL, just any sport in general, just getting that injury. I mean, that that Michigan, that linebacker from Michigan that tore his Achilles during his pro day, like that absolutely just sucks. I was so sad for that kid because it's just, now he's probably he was supposed to be a first round high first round draft pick. Now who knows when he's going to get drafted, and then because of that, who knows like how much of a pay difference, how much of a cut in pay he's going to get, and who knows his situation. Maybe he he been he's been working his whole life for this, just to to- tear his Achilles on the pro day. Yeah, and people get mad when you know these athletes these top athletes oh they don't go to the the scouting combine or they don't work this out they don't work that out now you see why it's risk management risk analysis man like you're saying you gotta gotta weigh your odds and see is this really gonna benefit me i mean look at jamar chase for god's sake jamar chase took a whole year off in college comes out and he just is balling i mean one of the one of the better young receivers in the league if not the best young receiver right there with justin jefferson so I'm I'm with you 100%. I think it's circumstantial. Uh, it's two interesting ways to go about your career. I, I'm kind of with you in a position with not a million bucks in the bank. You got to sit and look back and be like, man, I, I kind of, I'd probably take that bread. You know, that Aaron Rodgers 400 mil or whatever he signed for, I'd take that. So team's yeah. not loyal to you if you're not, it, your best ability is availability, right? Once you're not available, that's that's all they care about. So they will drop you like a rock. Look at Julio Jones. Um, we are on a little bit of a time crunch. I do want to hear your thoughts, though. I'll let you finish up, but I want to hear your thoughts on Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Did you? You were? You didn't have anything. You didn't want to finish. Nah, anything? I just, okay. I just 
I was just going to end it off with um, we've just seen it too many times in the NFL where the yeah. QB gets paid the big bucks. I mean, we Dallas, I guess Dallas even is a good example. I just, I didn't even think of that. Amari Cooper having to ship off Amari Cooper because they couldn't pay him. Yeah. The Browns, once that Deshaun Watson contract fully kicks in, they'll probably be in that pickle as well. Cause, Next year. Because, I mean, I know Miles Garrett already got his extension. So, it's only so many people you could pay. And this ain't, this ain't the NBA where there's a, I think there's a soft cap. Which, if I am correct, that means in the NBA, as long as you draft the player and have the player, you can go over the cap to re-sign them. But in the NFL, is a hard cap. Don't play yep. that shit. So, that's all I want to say with that. Um, be careful on how your team in the future and how your team pays the QB. Um, that's why you always want a young rookie contract QB that's balling out, you know, like a Kyler. That's why I understand Kyler doing his thing because, you know, Arizona, if you're Arizona, you're just going to ride that ship as long as you can until you have to extend him. Um, so I don't blame him for that. So moving on to Kyrie, Kyrie Irving finally being able to play at home games because the New York City mayor finally lifted that mandate of a uh, pro- what was it? I think like pro. Pull up the the news article. I want you to read it off, Alejandro. Essentially, pro something. pro pro players. All right, this is the stupidest thing I, ever. It doesn't make any sense. But pro athletes could not play in New York City unless vaccinated. But they let the road. There's an exception exemption for like visiting teams could come in and play unvaccinated. Uh, Kyrie, we saw a week or two ago, Kyrie was able to sit in the stands and watch the game, but he could not play in the game. Makes, makes a lot of sense to me. It, it really... It, and I'm not trying to absolve Kyrie of any blame because this all could have been fixed a long time ago if he just like put a needle in his arm. But at the same time, this mandate is pretty dumb, especially in the world in the, right now where everybody's doing their thing. I, I, I don't hear about very like any kind of COVID mandates anymore, anywhere, other than wearing your mask at the airport and on flights. Yeah. Which uh, all the CEOs of a ton of major uh, airlines, uh, let me think, uh, United, uh, JetBlue, American Airlines, and a, a list of probably 12 or 15 of them issued a letter to Joe Biden saying this is this needs to stop. We need to we need to lift this mandate. It doesn't make sense. So see how long that lasts. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Even today uh, at work, we had a little just for my department meeting in the office. And it was like, whoa, we haven't done this since before covid this is weird yeah. Yeah. everything we've been doing is on microsoft teams so yep it's been very weird and uh what do you have for yeah. us am so on thursday he announced new york uh based performers and athletes who play for new york home teams will be exempt from the city's vaccination mandate and this would take an effect uh he'll be able to play in sunday's game against the charlotte 
Giants. Uso is pretty soon. I watched him play yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies. He dropped 40, didn't he? 53 points. Yeah. This man is playing part-time basketball, and he's averaging over 43 points in the past handful of games. Is I think the stat I saw shooting over 60%. I mean, there's always the discussion, like, you know, the big the big question that we had with Deshaun and everybody that I talked to about Deshaun is, you know, where's the rust, right? That's always the big question with athletes is when you take time off or anything, really, it's like, how rusty are you? You know, how long does it take for you to get going at the pace you were going before? With Kyrie, dude. As much slander as I put on this man the past year plus, God, when he gets on the court, he he's one of the best, man. And I'll tell you straight up, watching that team yesterday, at when they get healthy, when Ben Simmons is back, and when uh, – who's the other major piece that's out right now uh, for the Nets? I can't think of who it is. It's on the tip of my tongue. Seth, Cur- Seth Curry? Seth Curry. Seth Curry. <laughs> I will call him – dude, I will call him a major piece because he was a big part in that trade. I, I was At first, I was like, who are you talking about? And I was like, the only one I know that's injured is Seth Curry. There's Seth no Curry. So Ben Seth Simmons Curry. and Seth Curry. <laughs> Evan Durant put up 40 yesterday or 43, and Kyrie put up 53. So out of 110 or 120 points, and I mean, they still it really lost. doesn't matter. It's and they still lost <laughs> with a Memphis Grizzlies team that didn't have John Morant, and that just it preaches how good Memphis is and how how real they are. And they're one of my favorites going to the playoffs. But with Fun Kyrie fact, in this, just, in the, go for it. Sorry to interrupt you. They're now 15 and two without John Morant. That's one of those wild. one of those discussions. I hate those because because I I couldn't. I was watching the game too, and I was like, "I know, I know Dylan Brooks, I know yep. uh, Desmond Bain, uh, Stephen Adams, yep. the rest of them kind of fifty-fifty whether I could remember their names or." Is it's kind of crazy that they're they're able to do play that well, do that without even having their star their superstar, their there. generational superstar. They play hard though, man. If you oh, watch the man. game, they hustle. Just, just, just to make sure, Kevin Durant it. scored thirty-five and Kyrie Irving scored forty-three. But 43 dude, they, okay, yeah, they hustle though, and you, you could tell like John Moran's like the engine if he's on the court or off the court because they score and then do whatever, and he's right there hyping them up, and you could just tell he's just an energy dude. And like, dude, those players are playing way above like. If they would be on any other team, I don't think half of those players would do what they're doing with the Grizzlies. John Moran is legit pushing them like to be great, bro. It's Absolutely. awesome, dude. I've been What's watching them regularly since the season started, and they are a fan. Great games, of mine. yeah. Great he's, games, everyone. He's a culture guy. Yeah, I love them <laughs> culture, culture guys. Guy. But I was saying with Kyrie, when they get Ben Simmons back, and when they get Seth Curry, because Seth Curry is a, a major is probably a, a stretch, but he is a. <laughs> A big time bench piece. <laughs> he is he is a huge bench piece. Uh and considering their bench had I think four or seven points yesterday, that is their biggest problem. Um this is a title contender, dude. They're in the eighth seed and they they with Kyrie playing the way he's playing at part time, Kevin Durant is one of the best players in the game. I don't see why they can't make it 
to the championship game. I don't see why not. At least the Eastern Conference Finals, at least. Because this team is... Man, dude, Kyrie is so good. Just watching him play, you forget. You forget how good he is. Yeah, and also, you got to play into a few factors. I'm pretty sure every road game, he's been putting in 110% effort because he's like, who knows when I'm going to play again, you know? (laughs) So let me just go hard and score 60. But he's also the most well-rested person (laughs) in the league right now. Um, Yep. With only nine or nine games, ten games left in the season. Yeah. Uh what what is it? Uh load management in Kyrie. He, he <laughs> hey. He got He's it right. Thinking. He's he got thinking. it right for once. He said vaccine mandate, bet. That's my load management right there. <laughs> and yeah, they're they're gonna be Nets are a crazy team going into the going into the playoffs uh especially if they stay in that eighth seed it looks like they're probably gonna have to do that little play-in tournament thing um for the seven and eight for the last two spots in the eastern conference but honestly this is a pretty pretty deep eastern conference um so who who even knows um i just don't think realistically for now that he's gonna start playing i'm assuming game every game from now on i don't know if he just could keep up that output you know eventually you it's just that's that's how ball is man you just some games you you just don't have it the thing is we haven't seen those games because he hasn't played in half of them um i i disagree with your logic because the way that i'm hearing it is he's played in less games so we're getting all of his good games and it's kind of like when there's a joke in golf that when you go out and you're hitting balls on a driving range and you're hitting really clean, good shots that you're using up all your good shots. And so a lot of people just won't practice before they play because they don't quote want to use up all their good shots. I don't think that's the case with basketball. I, I think the rust in it is this is more impressive to me than it is in any way negative because again, the rust plays a factor. I think you make a great point with the rest. The rest he's had has been unparalleled is, with anybody else. <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't call it rust. I don't think it's rust because he's he's still it, it's basketball. It's not like you made the the connection with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson football that's different because simulated football you can't just get that anywhere. Like you you he's been out of the game for a whole year. Who knows when's the last time he actually simulated football? I'm with Kyrie, you on that. Kyrie, you go to his gym. He could probably he probably has a gym at the crib, and he could probably call in KD and all the team to come in, and they'll hoop. So I don't think it's rust. He is rested. He is well rested. And the thing is, that's that's the thing though. Rest plays a factor. Fatigue plays a factor, especially in these long seasons when you're playing game after game. When you're playing a back to back. You play a back-to-back, you'll probably go for 60 the first game. Second game, he's probably just going to pass the ball off every time because it's just... He doesn't have his, what, what they call, basketball legs yet. That's I mean, I, that... I don't... I, I think he'll have his, his stamina. It's just... It's just the, 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 the physical toll. The, just the daily grind, bumps, yeah. bruises. And we know Kyrie's little injury-prone. A little, yeah. A little injury-prone. So, 
I I don't agree with you on that, dude. I, I think the rust plays a too big of a factor to ignore it. it. Even if it isn't a major factor in the way he's playing right now, I agree that he won't be dropping 43 points every night. You know, you'll have to check me on the, the last however many games he's played in the average, but there was a stat they put out there yesterday that he was averaging. I think it was over 43. And that obviously can't maintain itself. I mean, you're not you're not going to get 43 out of him every night. I, I, I'm trying to come around to your side and think like, okay, what are some things that he's going to be slow on? Maybe, I mean, the pace of the game you compare it to football and I agree simulated football is never going to, you can't, you can't replicate what happens in a game. I think it's similar in a lot of ways to basketball because you can't ever simulate the amount of energy or effort you have to put into a game. And so coming back and playing at the level he's playing is it's impressive. And I, I will wait for the fatigue to hit him. And then I'll tell you, you're right. I just, I think that with them, with the mask mandate being lifted and him allowed to be, or the vaccine mandate being lifted and him allowed to play, I think this elevates them to Eastern Conference championship level because there's, they've been playing with their hands tied behind, one hand tied behind their back. And then they lost James Harden. Ben Simmons isn't playing. Uh, It's just, it doesn't have, you haven't seen the full force. And there's that stat out there that the 14 games or 12 games that James Harden, Kyrie, and KD played together, they were 13 and one. Now I'm not saying Ben Simmons will replace James like that, but you just you got to think like that's the product we're getting. The where are they going to get stopped? Dude, uh, Kyrie's insane. I'm gonna read off his last 10 games his points: 43, 60, 22, 50, 19, 38, 29, 31, 27. Other than the 19 against Boston, Jesus, yeah, he, he, he's a walking he's, bucket. He's he insanely is, good at basketball. He is insanely. <laughs> um, but it's going to be interesting down the stretch. We're on the home stretch of the basketball season. Uh, we'll see. I think the Nets mathematically can't go any higher. I think the highest they could go is the sixth seed, and even that's kind of a tall order. So we'll we'll see how they fare against the Eastern Conference. And, I mean, if they get that eighth seed, that's going to be very interesting as well because number one seed right now is Miami. Miami, imagine being Miami and having to – this is supposed to be your easiest opponent and you're going against the freaking Brooklyn Nets. Um, wow. And Miami's wow. been having a lot, bad five games, dude. Then they had that meltdown with the Butler recently. Mm. Yeah. And but. you have the same kind of story in the West with LeBron mm-hmm. and the Lakers possibly making it into the eighth seed. And then you're looking at them. If you're Phoenix, you're like, what the hell? This is supposed no, to be an I, easy matchup. No, it's not the same. It's not. It's not. You don't think same. it's the same? No. If, a, if AD isn't, if AD's healthy, you don't think that's the same kind of thought? I mean, I'm not comparing Miami and Phoenix. I'm comparing the matchup that you have like you're expected to play against a toronto or like i don't know who like a rockets or a dallas like in the eighth seed i mean come on it's yeah. not like get, the lakers get, with lebron and ad and russ i mean russ is hard to even mention at this point but still oh <laughs> our record goes to zero in the playoffs remember that's true that's true <laughs> if you make the playoffs <laughs> um it's interesting because 
you mentioned Ben Simmons and Nets and how they haven't even all came together. And I feel like this is just the fucking summary of the Nets ever since KD came along is just wait till they're in full force. Yeah. You know, wait till all the players are back. Like you just said, Harden, Kyrie, and KD only played 14 games together. Ben Simmons, who knows when he's even coming back. Yeah. And even when he does, you got to understand, he's going to be coming back during playoff time, and they got to find their rhythm again. They got to find that chemistry. That's not not good to do during the playoffs. 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 And so – We'll see. That that's gonna be the Nets, bro. I swear that's gonna be well, you know what? Even this this season, Kyrie freaking pandemic happens. Kyrie mandate vaccine mandate happens. Kyrie's out, doesn't play half the games. And <laughs> it's just it's just it's kind of crazy how like not meant to be these nets are. <laughs> Hate to be a Brooklyn fan. That's all I gotta say. But we uh we have to run here. We we were able to sneak in a quick twenty-five or thirty minutes, I'm thinking. And um if you can't tell two fans, I'm currently displaced out of my house. Uh, I had a tree fall through my bedroom, so I apologize if you're hearing something different from me. Um so a little little makeshift setup here, but got the okay that I can go back to the house. So uh gonna have the setup again for the next episode, which will be nice. Um, but in the meantime, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod on Twitter, Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram, as well as YouTube, Slice Devils Podcast. And don't forget, we have a TikTok, Slice Devils Podcast as well. Um, we'll see you next time.